All right, I hit the record button on the device that wow, makes the sounds into the recording. Wow, that sounds into recording. Our, our old school tape recorder here. I see, yeah, exactly. Yes. It's like it's just got those two buttons. You've got to hit play and record at the right. same time. Exactly. The same time. Is that a realistic brand with a TDK tape in it? That's amazing. Right out of Radio Shack, man. Right <laughs> out of Radio Shack. Straight out of Radio Shack, coming at you in pure mono. Going from cold open exactly. to our usual intro. Welcome it's to Draft Politics. Happy December. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, all of those things. It's EJ, and with me, as always, but cold because it's he's wearing a short sleeve T-shirt. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly warm. It's indoors. It's Steve, by the way. It's Steve. Yes. Steve. Indoor Steve. Indoor Steve instead indoor of outdoor Steve. Steve. Outdoor Steve, much colder, especially because he has no hair. So yeah, but fair yeah, enough. There fair you go. Enough. Uh, yeah, so we, uh, our, our grand plan was we were going to go to Half Acre tonight because that was our plan uh, this weekend, which got rescheduled, and they're closed, apparently. They, they open on Wednesday, yeah. not on Tuesday. So we have pivoted. We have ended up at Spiteful, which we haven't been to in a while, and we love Spiteful. So <laughs> love Spiteful. No love real spiteful. loss here. We, we've had our salty pretzel. We've uh, had our uh, extremely deliciously warm, delightful. Has a nice mustard, but no cheese sauce. So you know, and that's okay. I don't need the cheese sauce. Don't need it. I don't, don't need, need the it. cheese sauce, but I want the cheese sauce. <laughs> exactly, and I like it being offered. It's just a courtesy, right? Exactly. Yeah, just a courtesy. Yeah. So if you haven't <coughs> been here, spiteful up on Belmoral here in Chicago. Really great. Super good collection of beers. Smaller space. They've got dartboards. They've got games. Really nice outdoor space, too, when it's not super cold. Right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so we'll not be in their outdoor space today. Though that might be fun. Like, just, like, bundle up to no end and then, like, sit out and have beers. And I mean, you had me at sit out and have beers. Right. Maybe even have beers. Well, I was going to say, like, I was thinking, like, that feels like a very Chicago thing, but you'd be wearing shorts if it was a Chicago thing. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, so lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. Um, Argentina. Vamos, Ar Argentina. I know, I know it's a very World unusual Cup. thing for Argentina to win the World Cup, but yet it happened. So there you go. I mean, they won it's a been a little times. while, but. 86 was okay. the last time. Hand of God here. Okay. Oh, okay. But Maradona, right? Yeah, yes. All right. Messi, yeah. maybe the greatest player of all time. It feels uh, like they're, it feels like, you know what it is, is that they're always kind of in the like final groups. Like they like, they always do well. But I suppose they don't always win. No. It feels like that. No, France, of course, was there. They won last time, right? They won last time, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah they were trying to be the first back-back champions in a long, long time. And uh, they did, did not, not succeed. Accomplish that. They did not succeed. If you didn't watch the World Cup final, even now that you know the, the end, go watch it. It was amazing. Even watch it at 2x speed if you can't handle soccer and you just want to shorten it, watch it at 2x. It was, it was an unbelievable, maybe the best game. And if you weren't jamming on the World Cup this year because you're like, well, Qatar and people dying and whatever else, like, yeah, it's fine. Don't need to watch it. You can watch it, watch it in four years uh, when it'll be in North America, in right. Canada, in the U.S., in Mexico, different cities, not in Chicago. Yeah, not in Chicago. And it but was a really interesting decision. And we'll do that at some time when there's not a lot of political news because I really dove into that because when yeah. we were – and the World Cup was last in the United States in 1994. It was both in Detroit and Chicago. Yeah. Um, 
and you know we've got it we've got stadia that are appropriate for it um but maybe not quite big enough anyway but no there are reasons but hey we got four years to figure that one out yeah at least we have nascar next year anyway oh yeah i'm looking forward to that speaking of i'm gonna do a a world cup segue here to people we like to hate elon (laughs) musk i don't know if you saw the pictures of elon musk at the world cup final uh, I did not. Oh, wow. You're going to love this. Okay. Elon Musk. And get out your bingo, car- bingo cards, ladies and gentlemen. He was hanging out with Jared Kushner. <laughs> oh. Of course he was. Uh-huh. Uh, Ken Griffin, the owner of Citadel Capital, Chicago resident nominally until he moves to Basically Florida. the single funder of... You know, Illinois Republican politics. Yeah. Who now lives somewhere else. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how Florida. they're going to deal with that. And actually, uh, there was some great reporting or I'd say aggregation of data this week of all of the people Ken Griffin has given money to, including the Eye of the Tiger Political Action Committee, which I just. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds, sounds right. very stable. And uh, the third person is her name doesn't matter. She is the wife of the head of the the largest Russian bank and <laughs> has run of course a, a Russian propaganda talk show for the last ten years. Okay. So there you go. So is Musk running for president? Oh, hundred percent. Musk Muskie now is Muskie twenty twenty six four. Is he running as a Republican or is he running independent? Uh, he's Republi- running as absolutely an independent Republican. Okay. As we found out through the Twitter files <coughs> and files and files. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny how I think uh, Musk is in his free speech has just said he's going to make Twitter a conservative, conservative in air quotes, propaganda platform. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as much as it is a terrible business venture... Uh, if you just want a, pl- a propaganda platform, buying one of the largest outlets for news in the country, in the possibly world. the planet, yeah. is a good step towards that. And, yeah. and certainly there were a lot of wealthy people who were perfectly happy to be an early donor to his campaign, effectively, uh, by, by doing that. So. Yeah. And it, what's really interesting is, you know, like Tesla stock has gone down 60% this year. Yeah. And continues a big sell-off, was continuing a big sell-off as he was being a super jackass. Yeah. Um, and look, I, I think that it will ultimately impact Tesla sales um, in the long term. Uh, but it went up at the possibility of Musk maybe stepping down from Twitter. Honestly, I feel like Tesla probably benefits from him not being around. Like, everything I've heard about the way he is, like, that there is a, an active effort at these companies to sort of manage him, that it's better for Tesla and for SpaceX that he's got something to distract him. I, I think that's absolutely true, right? It's like... But, I, at the same time, like, how much more is Tesla worth than Ford, GM, etc.? You know, based purely on, presumably, the, you know, Musk and, and his cachet, but... I actually think that what you're getting at is is the truth that this isn't so much a reaction to 
what he's doing now, but a realization that maybe he's just not that smart. Well, you know, and right. I was I was talking about this earlier today is, you know, with what we've seen from him and Trump and, um, you know, there's been several other sort of billionaire CEO types who we've eventually figured out are kind of idiots that maybe it's starting to pierce that bubble that like, oh, we need to have rich CEOs because they're the best of the best. It's like, well, maybe they aren't. Are they? Are they? Are they very lucky? Yeah. Yes. So the thing that I really have loved the most was changing policy at Twitter based on polls. Right. Up to this poll that said, he, he said, I'm going to launch a poll that said, you know, first it was, I'm going to ban a bunch of journalists for reporting about somebody tweeting about the publicly available data about his plane. Yes. Calling that doxing. Yes. Which it's not. And and also banning links to other social media sites. Yes. Then putting a poll up there saying, should I return, should I reinstate these accounts? And everybody said, not everybody. The majority of people said yes, but there were four options. So he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not a good poll. I'm going to launch a different poll with different options. People said yes. And then eventually he was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll do that. And then launched a poll saying, should I step down as Twitter CEO? And it was what, 5742? Something like that. I know that um, while I have wiped out uh, my sort of the Twitter accounts I actually used, I've got a couple ones that are just sort of out there that were just sort of, you know, unused, lightly used for various yeah. things that I didn't bother deleting. So I logged into all of those and voted against him because I was, I just had to. I couldn't, it was, it compelled me. I mean, well, um, that seems like a lot of work. But, um, you know, so clearly he's going to step down. Or right. Well, until Kim.com, who, I mean, this is now we're getting into great internet lore, right? Like the heyday of the internet. Kim.com, uh, founder of a website that people use to share files illegal in some countries. Was it Mega Upload? Something like that. Something like that. Um, said, well, you should only let people vote who've paid their $8 because they have skin in the game. And Musk is like, that's great. And then, you know, Rittenhouse chimes in, oh, those must be all bots. So so now we have the guy that bought Twitter to get rid of bots saying that bots ruined his poll. Right. Again, you know, or saying actually maybe it's only people who pay for free speech should have free speech. That's the. Yeah. Well, and, you know, ultimately, I think the, the right answer is one suggested by Snoop Dogg, which is put him in charge. He put up a Twitter poll. Should he, should he run Twitter? Overwhelming, like 70-something to like 20-something, overwhelmingly in his favor. Yeah, and those were all Tesla stock owners. One would assume, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and their bots. Maybe the, yeah, and their bots. So and, and weed producers, but you know, hey, it's going to be something that we're really going to have to to be aware of, you know, as we move into the next election cycle. Because clearly, I mean, I will tell you a hundred percent that that my Twitter feed has increased by factors of fifty or more the number of conservative tweets that I see in my 
I just don't have one anymore. Yeah. I deleted my accounts. I'm like... Uh, and, and I'm only in there for cat videos. Right. I'm only in there to see what I missed on Reddit yesterday. Well, and here's where that gets interesting is like, okay, let's, you know, let's say Twitter just falls, falls over because of all this, like, or whatever. So then what? We've got Facebook, which owns, you know, obviously Facebook and Instagram and all of that. TikTok is on the verge of being banned by our government. Yeah. So it's like... Here for it. We may have only one social media platform. Ah, Truth Social. Right. And actually, Post I'm actually kind of interested in, because I think their model's cool. It is pretty cool. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. But But this is not... social media episode will will be... Right. I'm like, this is not the social media podcast, so we should uh, probably pull back from the abyss of of Elon Musk and talk about uh-huh. the midterms. The midterms, which are over, mostly. Mostly over. Warnock won in Georgia. Yes. In the runoff. Yes. It was a little closer than we all wanted. But it was definitely not as close as the first one. It's true. It's so true. there you go. So there you go. Um, really amazing turnout in Georgia for that vote. Uh, Warnock kind of re- returning, uh, getting a full term as senator, which he is, is not going to have to run again for six years, and and I and I really feel good for him for that, like because that's got to have been a grind. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? He's a pastor, right? He's a yeah. pastor of of this very historic church. I mean, look, does he get does he get time in a in a soundproof room to say why the fuck is it so close? Right, <laughs> and he has had to run. Four elections in two years. Yes. Which is insane. <laughs> and also, let's talk about how insane it is that the Democrats have won three runoffs for Senate in two and a half years. Yeah. In Georgia. And lost the governor's race by a huge margin. Well, I mean, Stacey Abrams, you know. who I love, got smoked. Yeah. I mean, it's just who knows what's happening. Well, and, you know, I, and I think fundamentally it's like it. I think that, you know, if you're into politics, you kind of get a sen- an understanding of like there's a there is a team sport to politics yeah. and um, that, you know, you want to vote for your side. Yeah, and sure. but but there's still candidates do matter. And as much as, you know, uh, you know, as much as there's that Republican Democrat divide, like, you know, when you look at who Warnock was running against, like that helps Warnock. Uh, yeah, for sure. And that's why uh, I can't even say it with a straight face. You know, people like Lauren Boebert lost their seats, right? Oh, nope, nope. She, yeah. She, yeah, yeah, recount. 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 One Systems by- rigged. The, the Illuminati and, yeah. and uh, Dominion voting have, have ruled to help out uh, Boebert. So one by five hundred. Is it Bobert? 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 Yeah, I know. Oh God. Yes. Um, What was funny about Georgia? MGT Light. (laughs) MTG Light. That's right. The Secretary of State who won, um, having defeated uh, a right-wing challenge uh, in the primary. You know, who's somebody who's like, oh, you know, people kind of say like, we like this guy because he's been honest and recorded that call with the Cheeto. Um, was like, you know, maybe we don't need these runoffs. Maybe the runoffs are the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. wouldn't want to have evidence that a majority of people back a candidate. So uh, 
Uh, a couple other loose ends. Carrie Lake, who actually every Republican who lost in Arizona is suing somebody for something. Uh, Carrie Lake saying that the lines were so long in Maricopa County yeah. that 30,000 Republican votes were not counted. Which is really. Have to- so it's only Republicans who leave lines for, like, what? Democrats are used to waiting. Uh, minorities are used to waiting in line. For their polling place, so <laughs> we've got we've got like a whole things around bringing pizza to those people. Like we've got infrastructure for this shit. <laughs> exactly. Whereas they Absolutely. don't, they're not yeah. used to it. Like right. you know, like oh boy, I'm, you know, I like because because what happens is they think, well, I've got to forge for myself because self reliance. Because you know, and then they then they go to the right. restaurant and then they come back and they're like, well, you can't vote now. So there it is. Socialism. It is. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, so <laughs> actually, she brought ten. There were 10 complaints in her lawsuit. Two are actually going to move forward before the end of the year. Um, I suspect only because they weren't written horribly enough to be able to dismi- be dismissed out of hand. Yeah. Although still pretty horrible. And the, the person who was running for attorney general and secretary of state, they both, uh, they both also uh, sued really no chance of any of those Winning. I, just I feel like there's a there's a strong business in just being an attorney who sues on behalf of Republicans who are butthurt about their their political, you know. It, it seems like it, but like also they're you know like like it'd be an annoying business to be in. Don't get me wrong, oh but yeah. like there's probably money. Lucrative. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably lucrative. It's like NFTs. Yeah. Um, like so like yeah, you can make money on it, but you but you kind of know you're being an asshole while you're doing it. So <laughs> so here is the thing. I, and, you know, we got done with the election in Georgia, and it was, like, so good, feeling good. You know, I called people in Georgia, GOTV, did vote curing, like, yeah, man, we, yeah, Senate, yeah, 51. Fucking Kirsten Cinema. <laughs> it was so predictable, though. It was, I mean, I mean, she cinema that more than anybody could possibly cinema anything. Yes. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. I'm an independent now. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense for her because, you know, she in a Democratic primary, she was going to lose and a Republican primary. She was going to lose. So that's her that's her out for, you know, and she's hoping that the Democrats don't run anybody who's particularly noteworthy. But right. But you got to imagine that there's going to be some progressive in Arizona and be like, oh, f- that. And then. And I've sworn like four times. You just—that's the first one you've marked. Well, that's the first one I caught. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> slide. I used. I used S- my naughty word. Yeah, spicy. Yeah, I mean that's her hope that somehow, you know, being an independent means the Democrats won't want to split that vote and lose the seat to Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't. But know I mean, what the ultimately, it's like. like it's it's one of those. Is it prisoner's dilemma? Like it's like, well. Rappers somebody's going to gonna have somebody's going to win that primary. Like, it's not like Democrats are not going to run anybody. Right. Somebody's right. going to run. Well, somebody's going to see the opportunity there. Well, my 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 only counterpoint to that is that the Democrats decided not to run somebody in Utah this year. But who decides? I mean, that's the thing is like, yeah, I mean, some there's random, a I mean, like rando like rando run, right? Democratic. Yeah, whatever in in Arizona can just say, hey, I'm going to run. And there's a much larger Democratic uh, organization in 
Arizona than there is in right. Utah. I mean, certainly, yeah. I mean, certainly what it comes down to is, you know, who are sort you know, like what is the bench of the party and yeah. who is that who well, is they, it that's willing to, that's who is it that's willing to cross the yeah. party to be like, no, 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 this is my shot. I'm going to take yeah, it. Yeah, that, there will be somebody. Yeah. And let me tell you, Kirsten Cinema, I know Evan McMullen, and you're no Evan McMullen. That's true. Evan McMullen was the independent that ran for Senate in Utah, who didn't win somehow. All right. Anyway, but the good thing is, 51 senators, the rules change. That means that. Committees uh, are split differently now, so that's are all split good. Differently. The rules are set differently. Um, subpoena power is back. So the Senate did not have subpoena power when it was 50-50. Yeah. It's a really interesting thing. Anyway, get rid of the filibuster, ladies and gentlemen. Get rid of the filibuster. Yes. Other things national. Hey, let's talk about 2024. Well, let's talk about Kevin McCarthy because... Oh, oh that's a great point. Yeah, because this is kind of like hilarious. Him? So... so uh, how many seats the Republicans have in the advantage in the House? It's like five. five. Okay, so this means that in order to establish a Republican as the Speaker of the House, they have to get basically the entire caucus on board, give or take four votes, yeah. right? So uh, that means any any particular Republican who's just feeling cantankerous can completely sabotage this. Mm-hmm. So you now have the formation of the No Kevin Caucus, which is like six people, but six people is enough to yeah. screw things up. Exactly. Uh, you have the uh, only Kevin Caucus, who apparently have little pins that say "Okay" on them, to be. And that's the, also like six people, right? Well, actually, I think that caucus is slightly bigger, but yeah. uh, it's mostly but also, Kevin McCarthy. But it's mostly Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> He's got lots of lapels. <laughs> right. For those He's pins. just sitting there in the house, like handing out these pins. Like, no, no, no. It's okay, man. It's okay. Yeah. I swear it. It's fine. Yeah. So like. I don't know what happens if they go to a vote and it's like, because Democrats don't have enough votes to win, but if the Republicans don't have enough votes to win, like I don't, I don't even know what happens. I, I don't, I. Assume. And there has been some discussion around the rules for it that, like, right now the way the rules work is once you're speaker, you're good for two years. Yeah. But some of the Republicans have been pushing for it to say that if they have, if anybody wants to call for a revote, they can do it at any time. I mean, they set the rules of the Congress at every Congress. Right. So they can change those rules. Yeah, but the question is, how do they set the rules when they can't set the rules because they don't have anybody in charge? Right. Well, right. And so, like, basically, they could say... productive Congress. Well, you know, (laughs) you know, I I mean, you know, and I, 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 my fantasy is that some of those uh, Republicans in New York who, you know, will probably lose their seats at some point will give their votes over to the Democrats and will end up with, you know... We'll end up with a Democrat in charge of the House because <laughs> like Dem- Republicans Democrat? can't get their shit together. Oh, man. Could you imagine, like... I mean, don't get me wrong. We'll hate that Democrat. I don't know who that... De- I don't know who he is, but I know he. it's a he. It's definitely a he. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that could get interesting. Uh, so, yes, national segment. Uh, yeah. Moving on from it's, there. It's insane. I mean, seriously, the House is going to be just a total shit show. Oh, yeah. It's going to be. Oh, yeah. Because remember when when, uh, Boehner was Speaker of the House? Yeah. Oh, those heady days when we when the orangest person we knew was Boehner. (laughs) And 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 if only we'd known there would be an even oranger person to replace him. He was that poor guy. And I do mean this. I fell for him because he was like, 
He had a he had a four seat majority. And yeah. It was like the Tea Party was like, "F you." Yeah. All the time. Yeah. He could do nothing. Well, that's what you do when you can't leave. Uh, so 2024. Yeah. We're not talking about it yet, but you could tweet at us. Uh, I don't know if you can. Is that one of the accounts that we got? Or we got run Facebook. I mean, technically yeah. that account still exists, it, but it I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't really pay attention uh, to it. So uh, there you go. You can uh, maybe maybe I'll get us a post account. And yeah, you can, nice. And you can post us. Tell if you're us what we should call cool the 2024 have segment yeah. that we're not starting yet because it's too early. Yes, it's too early. Yes, uh, I, I've got to say, you know, the national segment. It's it's divided into two things. I would say, and this is going to be a little different order than you see on your screen. Inflation. Yes. The economy, in huge air quotes. What do you think of that? What do you think of the? What do you think of the inflation? I think the uh, the inflation is overstated, and that the Fed is about to like tank the economy for no good reason. But that said, we'll get to our China segment. That might affect supply chains, and that could screw things up. So who knows? But like gas prices are like have bottomed out like they're much lower than they were yeah um yeah it, it is I, as somebody who studied economics i find myself wishing that i hadn't because <laughs> none of this makes any sense <laughs> well that's most of economics yeah. really it's all and <laughs> it, it the whole like assuming people are rational actors is always the comical part well and you know I am struggling to wrap my brain around this concept of, uh, well, I'm not struggling. I have one very simple explanation, but it, it, it's so left-wing that I, ha I have trouble saying it. Ooh, um, that, go on. Like, oh, well, the problem is people have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so... <laughs> We're going to raise interest rates so companies can't borrow money so they can't hire people. And so if fewer people are looking for jobs, then people don't have to get paid as much. And then... Right. And, and yeah, and here's the thing that's so... so as much. So, like, I don't... Right. And the stock market goes up. And right. And then we say the economy's doing better. Well, the, and the stock market goes up when the Fed stops saying we're going to cause a recession. Because that's basically what the Fed is basically saying. We're going to cause a recession. Stop spending money. Stop doing things. Stop investing in your companies because we're going to cause a recession. And and here's another 50 basis points just to make you think we're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, it is. I, have you seen the movie The Fifth Element? Yeah. It's probably been a while. Great movie. Luke Besson, if you haven't seen it. It was during. during big the, bada boom. Yeah, big, big bada boom. Um, Gary Oldman is this industrialist, which, if you watch it now, he's absolutely Elon Musk. 100%. Holy shit. 100%. <laughs> and he gets this message from the, you know, the government that says, hey, the economy's heating up. We need to lay off half a million people. Yeah. And he's like, make it a million. And, like, that's what it feels like right now. Well, you know, and I will say... The, eco to, the economy's doing too well. Right. Well, I will say, to, to Powell's credit, he at least acknowledged the fact that one of the reasons we have, you know, trouble finding employees right now is because a lot of people died. 
like that's the first time I've heard anybody really acknowledge yeah, the fact true. that like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people who aren't in the workforce anymore because they're dead. Or we have other people which they didn't mention, but we have other people who would be in the workforce but have long COVID, or yeah. or at the least if they're in the workforce they're less productive. Um, you know, so there's they should be in the office more. They should be in the office more because that's what that's what that's what fixes productivity. Everybody, that's what Absolutely. that's what I've heard from our great overlords in the tech Overlord. economy. Anyhow, um, <laughs> the overlordery. <laughs> so yeah, it's and it's it's it drives me insane because you know you look at what causes it. What like if you look at what's causing inflation right now, it is housing prices is the biggest chunk of it. Yeah, but it's the way they track it is time lagged. So housing prices like a year ago are causing inflation now because of just right. how the stats work. But they're still turning up the temperature on on the uh, on uh, on the on def the deflationary pressures. Deflationary but yeah, like I'm like what what is the term I'm trying to look for? The the uh, easing uh, the interest, interest rates, the interest rate. They're raising the interest rates. Okay. It's it's all it, it's madness, people. It it's is, pure madness. It is, and they have to. They have to know. Like I'm, I'm an idiot. You studied a little bit of economics in college. Yeah. Like but it doesn't. And matter. they're like paid to know this shit. None right? of this matters. <laughs> so how do they not know? I, I maybe they have an agenda. Maybe well, it's all about in stage capitalism. Something something. I don't know. I mean. It kind of feels like that sometimes. Yes. It kind of when, feels when the, like that. When, when the rich, richest person on the planet buys the news. Right. <laughs> right. And lays off. And lays off people. Half the people. Based on like what, how many code check-ins they've had recently. The other big thing, and I think we need to bring this up because like inflation has come down. Or the way that we report inflation is showing that it might be coming down. Great. Um, the respect for marriage law. Yes. This was huge. Yes. Huge bipartisan leg legislation could only have been passed during the lame duck session, but it codifies same-sex and interracial marriage. Which is, I'm like, I'm glad <laughs> right. this passed. At the same time, I'm like, it's insane that we have to pass this. What tells me everything I need to know about it. Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Voted against it. <laughs> Mitch McConnell is married to Elaine Chow. Right. So. <laughs> well, and you can you can guess where Clarence Thomas would be on this whole. Well, whole I issue. mean, Clarence so, Thomas kind of. He pretty much said, I mean, you know. He's like, I shouldn't be married to this woman. Jenny Thomas. We agree. This is clear. Maybe this is his backwards way. Like, maybe this is a really passive-aggressive way of asking for a divorce. <laughs> yeah, he needs help. <laughs> like, well... Clarence. Sorry, I'm against interracial marriage Clarence, now. Do you need help, son? We can send in Long Dong Silver if you need. And be her backdoor man. Um, Hello. But it's a, it's a huge win. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I was never a big Joe Biden stan, if you will. Yeah. But like, it's gotten a lot done. He has. A lot, a lot done. A lot done. Let's talk about somebody who didn't get anything done. Obama? Oh. No. Sorry. No. You got the one thing done. That's the right. non-Bainer Cheeto. <laughs> I mean, Go I don't on. know how bad Donald Trump's life. I, like, I don't know if they're able to keep all the bad news from becoming.
because it's so all-encompassing. Yeah. Like, even if I had no stake in this game, if I were completely objective to this, I would be like, damn, that, that's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. Yeah. Um, so a few things about this. We've learned in the last week that pretty much all of... Uh, this is sorry. This is after the Trump organization was convicted of consistent fraud in the state right. of New York. Right. Consistent tax fraud yes. in the state of New Which York. Which I have to say, kudos to the Trump organization. They did something consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Nice work. Um, then we found out that pretty much all of his communications with any attorney during his presidency are not really privileged. Yeah. Like like. Oh, these are all under the crime fraud ex- exception because you're probably criming <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> you seem to have a track record track record of criming, so yeah, like, we're gonna just you know like that can't be a good thing. Um, then his tax returns, which thanks to thank you Supreme Court in action, got were provided to the Ways and Means Committee of the House. After four years of trying to get them, today they were voting on whether or not to release them to the public. I mean, one way or another, those things are being yes. released to the and, public. And we have live updates going on on that right now. Have the latest is that they've ordered pizza. Okay, they've gotten, they're have gotten they ordering pizza, ladies and gentlemen. Um, question. What kind what of pizza? Pizza. <laughs> I think the Ways and Means Committee is kind of a, it's going to be split between... I think it's going to be Pizza Hut because Pizza Hut's terrible, um, and they're probably getting a split between the okay. Meat so the, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee in the House is Richard Neal from Massachusetts. Mm. So I'm thinking more of a New York style pizza. No, no, but it's DC. Okay. DC actually has no good food. Okay, interesting. All right. Uh, this is my call on D.C. You've got some niche places, but there's no good pizza in D.C. So they're probably getting, probably, you know, somebody, one of the Republicans probably suggested Papa John's. Okay. And they're so, like, yeah. no way, no way, no way. No, but then, but then a Democrat was willing to cross the aisle because they like the cheese sauce to dip the crust in. Mm, maybe. But so, I think they ended up with Pizza Hut. Bipartisanship, everybody. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I think they ended up with Pizza Hut. Um <laughs> Like the thing where they got like the, the cardboard box that's like drawers and shit. And it's got yeah, like, and I, like man, I don't nobody, know. Nobody out pizzas you know the what? hut. Or, or, <laughs> except for in the entirety of Chicago, but go on. Exactly. <laughs> and most of Michigan, if we're honest. Uh, I will say, as much as I am a fan of the Chicago Tavern Cut and the deep dish, Detroit style pizza is pretty fucking good. It is pretty fucking good. Mark that one. Uh, so then, you know. The Georgia Grand Jury has been able to interview everybody, including Brian Kemp, yep. uh, including sitting senators, Lin- Senator Lindsey Graham. I mean, their report is being written and is going to be published soon, which is going to lead to charges, I think. Yeah. And speaking of leading to charges, the January 6th committee is like, hey, guys, we're almost done. Let's vote on some criminal referrals for yes. one and Donald so J. he Trump. has been criminally referred. Insert uh, law and order sound here. Dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, but which who knows what the hell that's going to turn into? It this like I've, I'm so far past believing that Trump will ever go to jail for anything. Like 
I, no, I don't. I don't want him to. Um, I really don't. I don't want him to go to jail. I don't want to make him a martyr. I just don't want him to have to, to be able to run again. I, I want, want him to, to no be. Money. I want him to be under house arrest, in a perfectly comfortable middle class home. Mm. So gotcha. like. He's just, you know, like just enough like the, you know, the Secret Service can like guard him because, you know, he's yeah. still an ex-president. OK, fine. But like he'll he'll feel just so meh. like wow. he doesn't have any power. He's not even a martyr. He's just kind of just eh. I love it. Uh, so the January 6th committee, you know, by shag carpet, vote. shag carpet in that house. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um the shaggiest carpet. Yes. Uh, <laughs> four charges they're referring to the Justice Department. Obstruction of an official proceeding, which I didn't know was part of the Sorbanes-Oxley law. Huh. Huh. Um, conspiracy to commit fraud against the United States. Conspiracy to make false statements. Both of those are really about the false elector scheme. Yeah. And incitement of an insurrection, which hasn't been charged against anybody since the Civil War. Um, and if you read... Look, there are lots of nuanced takes here. This is not going to be one of them. I recommend you read the, the, the sort of executive summary. It essentially says, this f***ing guy did it. Yeah. And, and, and that's it, right? Like, we've yeah. got all of this evidence from a thousand interviews. We're handing over to the DOJ. And maybe that's the biggest thing, right? So they've taken all of this, this information. They're handing it to the DOJ. And special counsel Jack Smith, if that's his real name, um, to carry forward. It's it really is momentous. Yeah. And and after all of that that we've listed, that is not the most embarrassing thing that has happened no. to Trump no, in the last not. week. The most embarrassing thing is he made a special announcement Tremendous that he's selling NFTs now. <laughs> Trump did so so 2021 man I know <laughs> and what I've read is that they actually took the images from someone else and didn't pay the licenses on them <laughs> of course of course they did if they had hired somebody specifically to do that they just simply wouldn't have paid them like that's just how they do yeah I uh, just so I think again there's going to continue to be news coming out of that, but you can't feel like you've had a, you've had a good week, or a good series of weeks after Herschel Walker loses. You lose all of these elections in the midterms. You know you lose things at every level yeah. of the courts in terms of keeping things private. Well, you know. and and like as as bulletproof as Trump has been, the one thing that could really hurt him is the notion that he's a loser. Because he is a loser. Yeah. <laughs> He's it lost so many times now. And like, and I just don't think anybody ever framed it that way at the right moment. Yeah. And, and here's the thing is like, there's a bunch of Republicans right now who are jockeying for the next presidential run who could go for the death blow and really like pound on the fact that Trump's a loser and, and finish him. And they, they aren't doing it. Because they Santos they're afraid of because because they're yeah. afraid of like possibly crossing his, you know, his, the people yeah. who do support him and then biting him in the ass. I think DeSantis does it and it screws them all. And then the nominee is Mike Pence and he loses. I, 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 hey, as long as it ends with and loses, I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so international news. 
Uh, China has had this zero COVID policy for uh, a good long time, and which included welding doors shut at apartment complexes. Yeah, like it was it was totally fairly reasonable. intense for for lack of a better way to put it, and. Uh, it seems that they've kind of reached a point where they realize they can't really contain it. So they've been like, they've moved from zero COVID to like all of the COVID. Oh, good luck, everybody. Like yeah. there's not really any clear plan. There's runs on ibuprofen. Uh, they've gone from be resolute in fighting and winning this war of annihilation against the pandemic to meh. Yeah, my crown's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, so is it going to be interesting to see how that plays out? They're, they're, changing the way they count deaths to try to limit how many of them are attributed to COVID. Yeah, it's really, and, and this is something I've really appreciated about uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, consulting them on right. how to lie about <laughs> how many people have been sick and died. Yeah, really, although they're, they're really I will say, like in Florida, it was like somebody called them out on it and they were just merely fired. In China, they would be probably uh, taken out and shot, arrested. but yeah. Uh, was that? She was arrested. She was Arrested. The, the in one Florida. in Florida? Yes. Yeah, she was arrested, but, like, she wasn't executed. And, no, not, and she not was, as far as And she's know. fine. Yeah. Um, but she does have to work on It's a small world, small world for the rest of her life. Well, yes, yes. So, same thing. Standard same thing. Florida punishments. Yeah. Uh, you better mark that. So, Zelensky... Let's talk about U- Ukraine for a minute where, you know, we're getting to the winter. It's getting, getting chilly. Um, uh, the propaganda war is still going in the, the way of Ukraine where even Russians are like, ah, you know, things aren't going well. Um, and yeah. you know, Zelensky is claiming that the Russians have lost over 100,000 people yeah. at this point, which is not... Not implausible. Totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are reports of uh, Russian units attacking each other. Yeah. Um, the, my favorite thing to come out of this was I saw an article about how to surrender to a drone. And so apparently what they have, they have, Ukraine is letting the Russian troops know that if they see a drone and they make eye contact with the drone and, and put their arms up to surrender to it, um, that the drone will then bob up and down briefly to let them know that it understands that they're trying to surrender and then they should follow that drone which will lead them to Ukrainian troops best part about this is it even has explicit instructions for what happens when the batteries run out (laughs) on the drone is the drone may disappear for a bit wait there another drone will come back and you go through the same routine again establish icon raise your hands and you can continue (laughs) marching on and if you haven't seen any of these videos, there are some amazing videos of, like, a Russian in a foxhole and a drone just sitting above it dropping grenades in the foxhole. And the Russians, like, trying to throw the grenades out. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the, the drones have been very effective, uh, even yeah. hitting into Russian the, territory. The future's as, a weird place. It is, it is a, weird, <laughs> a weird place. Um, and speaking of the future, tomorrow, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky... So we're not going to post this for his safety. We're not going to post this till after tomorrow. It's supposed to be coming to D.C. So the first time he's left the country since the evasion. Um, yeah. Uh, to speak with President Biden, give an address at Congress. Um, yeah, because part of the new budget Hope, bill. Is I am sure Kevin McCarthy hopes that he votes for him for uh, Speaker yeah, of the House. Exactly. I will vote for uh, McCarthy, I guess, if he's uh, it's. 
I mean, who knows how it's going? Yeah. Um, but uh, and the universe. You put yes. this on here. I know you want to talk. Yeah, about I know this. we talked about this before. Uh, the the Artemis One launch has completed successfully. They sent the capsule to the moon. It orbited the moon. Came back. Uh, it was all un un you know unmanned. But uh, there were some cute stuffed animals on the ship to make sure everything went well, uh, and has now made it back. So. Setting us up for Artemis 2, and then Artemis 3 is the one that should actually have uh, actual human beings going to the moon again, which is, I find it like the lack of reporting on this somewhat striking. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, what's going on with Elon Musk and Twitter, but like, no, no, we're just sending people, we're, we're on the verge of sending people back to the moon, goddammit. Like, this is, this is big wait, news. wait, I could pay $8 for a blue. We didn't put Fusion energy. on here. We got to get to that. We'll get. We got to get that. All right. I mean, <laughs> having a science moment, please. Science moment. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Artemis One project is great. It's a good example yes. of what we can do when we're actually yes. doing stuff. Um, you know, at the same time that in the International Space Station, the Soyuz capsule has sprung a leak, and the Russians don't want to fix it. And we don't know how we're getting people home. Yep. So Artemis Two, speed it up. Right. You haven't seen For All Mankind. It's a great show. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It is an, it is an awesome show. Um, run into this. It happens every week, some of this yeah. stuff. So, yeah. So, another thing that Biden did, uh, managed to accomplish was uh, fusion. Like, <laughs> actually having fusion that provided back more energy than it took. And there's a ton of asterisks about, like, oh, yeah. what went into it and da 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 But, like, basically, it's the first time we've actually had a reaction where that was feasible. And so, like, it's sort of, like, does that particular experiment mean that we have limitless power to the infinite future? No. no but no, no. does it sort of, like, prove out some things that are going to be heading yeah. that direction? Yes. And Doc Ock was there, which was nice. Yeah. It, it promoting, uh, you know, the new Miles Morales Spider-Man Spider-Verse movie. Which yes. Was, right. You know, it's, it's good that we're getting those kind of cross-brand... Yeah, uh, promotions in. So we've got to promote fusion through Marvel movies. Right. Hey, for all mankind came out, and then we go back to the moon. I'm just saying. Uh, you're just that's. An if it wasn't point. for Apple TV Plus, we would still be I here on if they're bringing guns this there. little dirt ball. Circling this we've on. talked a little bit about uh, spiteful. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. we did. Um, I. I don't know if you can tell on the podcast, but I ended up in the deep end of the pool fairly quickly this uh, this evening. Uh, so I start off with the vanilla donut pigeon porter, which is uh, around eight point two percent, I ah. believe, and then uh, and then went with their winter spice beer um, jingle, jingle balls. balls. And uh, you may have my ABV for me over there, sir. Six point seven. Six point seven. So I, so it's not a light beer, but not quite as uh, rough <laughs> as the first one. Really, I was intrigued by the barrel aged like. Mexican hot chocolate beer at 14 point something percent. but And I had that at the Festival of Barrel Aged Beers. I probably did too. And it was amazing. Yes. So maybe I'll bring some of that home for my wife who will then get schnockered on it. <laughs> Just, and we'll you split can have that beer. the other two thirds of the beer. Right. <laughs> That'll be great. I, I, I stuck with my hoppy goodness. Diggable, the Diggable IPA Galaxy and Citra Hops. 6%. Good, clean, easy drinking. The Turnstile Hopper, which is a uh, Montauk Hazy, I, blew me away, actually. It was, um, it, I'm definitely bringing some of these, these hazies home with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't too aware of Spiteful 
uh, before my neighbor introduced me to Alley Time and Spikeful IPA. Um, and actually, this is one of my favorite chill kind of places to hang out. It's good. The beer's all good here. Yeah. Um, the folks are f- really nice. They have big pretzels. What else can you ask for? Exactly. Well, the cheese sauce, but I already talked about that, so there you go. You could ask for 10 candidates running for mayor of Chicago. So um, uh, what's happened since our last uh, talk here is that um, we've gotten our ballots set for the municipal elections here in Chicago in February. Um, That includes, you know, everybody turning in their signatures and those signatures being challenged. So if you go look at things you can see uh, where signatures and and sort of applications to be on the ballot are being challenged. Really very light this cycle. Um, it's a it's a long-standing Chicago tradition to yes. find some rando dude to to challenge signatures. Well, and there's and funky rules around it. Like you know, basically you're only allowed to sign the the petition for one mayor candidate, yeah. and, and so like and one aldermanic candidate, right. In your ward, right. but then and and the ward can only collect you know ballots for or signatures for that ward. You can't yes. go to another. So there's lots of funny rules there that make it easy to sort of screw people over if you're good yeah, about. It makes it easy to have yeah. petitions that have people that are potentially disqualifiable, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I've done some of this work. I've talked to people about this work. So you know. Has this person signed someplace else? Is this actually their signature? Did they live yeah. here at the time? Yep. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, but it does look like we're going to have 10 candidates. Which I is think we're going to probably end up with eight. That'll fall out nine. pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, some of them are people who are just like, you know, they're making the run for it, but, you know, they're not necessarily somebody who has much, you know. Yeah. And, like and you've got folks like Brandon Johnson, who is arguably the front runner. Uh, he's a former cps teacher he's endorsed by cps he was endorsed before he announced that he was going to run <sighs> classic uh chewy garcia who is a a, a represent well was a representative um uh who actually got his his u.s rep seat uh by appointment not by election the first time yeah um he was actually a state rep for a long time then kind of moved up and and whatnot uh also has a good shot Paul Vallis, who at one point was uh, head of uh, CPS and is pretty conservative, but has run for mayor a couple of times. He sucks. He's not going to win. But he's got good name recognition. Lori Lightfoot, obviously. Um, Who knows what's going on with Lori? I I don't think she can win again. Um, I think her path to victory was some, like, conservative nominee gaining enough ground to get like basically to get into a runoff situation with yeah. her. Um, and I don't see that as being in the making right here. So yeah, right now she does not have, you know, if you just go by the polls, she's fourth Yeah, behind. So I listed them in order that they are in the, uh, in the current polls. Yeah. Uh, you know, for as much as you may believe them. Um, uh, she's also having trouble raising money, uh, and, and this is very interesting. She keeps attacking Willie Wilson, um, who is, uh, you know, he's run for mayor a bunch of times. He's 
independently wealthy. wealthy. You, may, you may have gotten free gas from him at you some point. You may have gotten free gas from him. <laughs> he really is. Uh, he's quite, quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so she's losing just like just enough of a sliver of her support to Willie Wilson. I well, I don't know. Yeah. Because I mean, like the polls had. Uh, uh, had Garcia, you know, at like 28%, Vallis at 19 Lightfoot at 15 Wilson at 13 So, like, uh, I guess if you add, if you get everybody from the Willie Wilson camp, I guess maybe 28%, but... I don't know. If you got somebody who's backing Willie Wilson, I think it's... A, I think you're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's interesting. So... Um, any any sort of initial thoughts? Like, who are you kind of interested in at this point? I mean, Brendan Johnson is and and Chewy are the only two viable candidates in my mind. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, I, like, I have this sort of instinctual like Chewy because you know he ran against Rom back yeah, in the I day, and I voted for him against Rom, and I voted for him. I you know. One of the cans I did the most actual, like, work for, like, you know, just because it was just hoping to get Rom out. Um, I need to know more. I need to, like, get more about Brandon Johnson. But Yeah. Uh, but those are kind of my, uh, yeah. But, but I think part of his his appeal is that nobody knows anything about him. Yeah. And one of the reasons Lightfoot won before is that nobody knew anything about her. Yes. And well, some people did, and I didn't right. listen to them. But. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I apologize to the people who said she was a cop. Yeah. Narrator. <laughs> Turns out she, she was, was a, a cop. cop. <laughs> uh, so now she's got like 74% disapproval, right? So, yeah. you know, Brent yeah. Johnson's got no... She's managed to piss off both... She's very bipartisan in making people pissed yeah. off at her, so... So um, we'll, we'll see, actually, there are going to be a number of forums and a lot more exposure for folks in the next two to three weeks yeah even through the christmas period um you know first week of january second week of january things are going to shake um, yeah and we'll see where people actually are we'll also see the end of year fundraising numbers which are going to tell us a lot about viability yeah um, not just Lori, but everybody i mean Lori's Lori hit the airwaves hard early and those are expensive yep um so yeah, and I would I would like to you know in a future podcast spend a little time getting into the uh, the police uh, police uh, shoot I'm forgetting the, the term. police boards so police the boards yes police boards they are uh, uh, by district yes uh, elected boards um, actually the political group that I'm part of just did the only citywide forums on yeah these. no that was good um, um, they're yeah, really Northside fascinating DFA. things um, yeah Northside DFA you can find us at northsidedfa.com. Um, I, it's it's a really interesting experiment, yeah. Um, and I think we should dedicate time to it because people, it's kind of under the radar. Well, and I think it's one of those things where a few, because a lot of people are going to look at it and be like, I have no idea who any of these right. people are, and they're just not going to cast a vote or cast a vote for somebody at random. And so, like, that's a place where a little bit of effort will make a huge difference. I think so too. Um, and you know, and and let's be clear that the the police would very much like for the representatives on that board to be the police. So, yeah. um, you know, if we're going to have some accountability, you know, 
we kind of collectively are going to have to do yeah. that. So in the, I think in the next in the next episode, barring any huge developments from the indictment world, looking at you, Jack Smith, um, I think we should spend a lot of time on yeah. the municipals. Maybe we'll do a little little like over the holiday break here when we can uh, find some time to yeah. actually focus on it. Exactly. Sounds good. Well, everybody have a happy holiday if you're in Chicago. Have a happy holiday. And, and, and Get some salt and yeah. a snowblower. Sounds good. <laughs> I, I am hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll not be here for it, but we'll, we'll see what happens. So, We're taking bets. Taking, taking bets. bets. All right. Stay safe, everybody. Stay positive. And we'll stay warm. Yeah, stay warm. And uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.